0: Hello, I'm Allison Banks, and today on Walton Biz Talk, I sit down with Charles Robinson, an alum of the music program here at the University of Arkansas, who is now pursuing a degree in business management with a concentration on small entrepreneurship. So first off, can you tell us about yourself? What year are you? What is your major? What was your previous majors? Kind of give us a lowdown on that.
1: Well, as you already mentioned, my name is Charles Robinson. Um, I'm 23 years old. Um, I already graduated with a bachelor's in music with an emphasis in business, and I am currently working on a business degree in business management with a concentration in small entrepreneurship.
0: That is so cool. We actually just met with uh, Rogelio and Deb over at the Social Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah, 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 Yeah. yeah, definitely. So they're they're really great, and it's a great department to work with. For sure. Um, So can you kind of explain what your degree path has been like since you started college? Because you started, you've majored in a few things, you got a degree, and then you've come back to get another degree.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, um, my freshman year, um, I came in as a music education major. I wanted to be a choir teacher. And then after my sophomore year, I decided that that wasn't the path for me exactly. So I switched to music business. Mm -hmm. And um, by doing music business, I kind of, uh, realized that I wanted more of the business, business aspect of things. So I decided to go ahead and minor in marketing. And then my junior year, I decided to go ahead and major in business just because I want, I want that, uh, I want that knowledge to prolong a business and to prolong a legacy that I'm trying to build.
0: Awesome. Um, so you, you kind of, why, can you tell us like why exactly you've changed the major? So you want to, you want it to prolong, you want to have, you have this vision of a long term thing instead of the whole, I mean, traditionally you want to get finished as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm graduating a, graduating a whole semester early and part of me is kind of because I just want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So why have you chosen to really stay and really hammer in and kind of see that long term
1: what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build a legacy and I'm trying to I'm trying to build something more of myself. Um, I'm an educated person and I want to show my education as well as my creativity and that's partly the reason why I majored in music to show off my creative aspect and then I show my business aspect to show that not only can I do music I can also I also have an intellectual side and able to communicate um, intellectually and also, uh, and also uh, do more for myself and for maybe my family later in life or whoever I'm trying to take care of or anything yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, I am, I'm majoring in creative writing with a minor in marketing right now, and I'm looking towards some sort of MBA program mm-hmm. to kind of further that business knowledge because I've gotten my creative stuff, my passionate thing down, and I want to further on and make something out of it.
1: Of course, yes. That's exactly what I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah. Can you walk us through what it was like coming to college, how you've changed um, throughout your college experience that's kind of guided your pathway, as in, you know, when you first came, who influenced your initial choices and uh, who influences you now?
1: When I first came in, my choir teachers and my vocal teachers were probably the most influential people in my life. Um, They were telling me that I had a a, a future career in music and i should really go ahead and practice it and pursue it and then my sophomore and junior year i really started seeing how my da- my dad's business grew and so that kind of lit a fire in my heart that i wanted to to go into business as well and i wanted to do something that i love just as much as he does and put it in a business and watch it grow and and just do what i love and then at the same time take care of myself
0: one of the most interesting things about you, at least that I think, is that you're very well-traveled, and most of that comes from your passion for singing and performance. Um, so can you just tell us, like, where all have you been, and what pra- uh, what programs have you traveled with?
1: I've been, in a, I've been to lots of places. I've been to Spain, Italy, Germany, Austria, Hungary, uh, Ireland, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, and pretty much all of that was for music of course and that's why you should always follow your passion but I'll get back to that. <laughs> um, um, when I went to Spain I was hired by the Mississippi Gospel Choir and the Alabama Gospel Choir in 2016 and in 2017 to go to Spain for a month and perform com- perform various, at various venues around Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2015 I was hired by CMS Vienna, which is a company in Vienna to hire um, to sing classical music in Austria and to sing classical music in Germany and Hungary and, um, and just put on concert venues over there. Uh, I've been into some training camps, which were in Germany for about a month. Um, I've sung in Ireland, have sung in Jamaica. And it's, 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 it's been really a wonderful experience, and it's really been a blessing for me, of course, mm-hmm. to be able to do these types of things. And
0: you did some of that, too, uh, through Scola, correct? Yes, I did. Vintorum?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I went to Belgium with Scola, and I also went to um, Puerto Rico with Scola. And also with Inspire as well, I also toured somewhere with Inspire with, um, I went to Ireland with Inspire and then I've been to Jamaica with Inspire. So definitely being in choirs at the U of A definitely definitely helps your travel and stuff and it will definitely help you grow and stuff. Because each time I've definitely traveled, I've definitely grown as a person as well. Well, as with anything that you do in life, um, if you practice it, you're going to grow. You're going to grow in that talent and also grow as a person. So when doing stuff like this, the benefit of it is as in you get to know more of yourself and you get to know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to change, what you want to keep the same. It's, It's very, it's kind of a lovely experience kind of doing something like this. Uh, the cost of it, of course, is money, of course. I mean, I can't tell you how much money it is going <laughs> across seas every single time. And it's, 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 it's quite a load. Um, but I feel like that the monetary, monetary value is definitely less than what you get from the benefit of having a personal experience and growing within yourself.
0: Do you have any advice for students who feel passionately about something, even if they know it isn't their career field, that they want to pursue
1: I would say just go for it. I would say go for it and always, always do something that you love because you're always going to pay attention to it. The more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. That's kind of a life rule. Kind yeah. Of. So so doing something that you love, you're going to enjoy doing it first. And then if you practice it enough or if you get good at it enough or you present it in a certain way, then um, you are al- you're allowing yourself to progress culturally. Mm-hmm your community or society or maybe even just yourself or the people around you that you that you talk to every single day so so my final answer for that one is you should always always go for your passion no matter what there's other stuff there's other stuff out there and for people who are just focused on their passion I always I would always advise you to always be open to other ideas as well um because you might never know that you might in love with something just as much as the passion that you already have so always always be open to it always do the do your own do your work of course Mm um um, always try to be professional but always do what you love
0: okay so changing gears to focusing on just you as a student how has your writing professionally and in general changed while at the u of a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you,
1: my writing was atrocious in high school. So, coming to the U of A um, and taking English courses and writing courses was always a struggle for me at first. Um, until I, until I worked on it more and more and more and more, and now I'm able to convey in writing seemingly well, at least. Yeah.
0: It sounds like too. your writing as well as music. It takes practice.
1: It takes definitely it takes <laughs> like, practice.
0: <laughs> practice and just doing it over doing and over it over and, over,
1: and again. over again because for me for me I'm not a naturally great writer. Mm-hmm. But um, I do have I do do think I have creative a uh, creative aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So so U of A has definitely helped me kind of shape and form what what I'm exactly trying to present because. For me, whenever I came into high school, I kind of wrote how I talk, and that's and that's not very good in terms of formal communication. And now I've definitely kind of reformed my my writing skills, and I definitely now have a difference between how I write and how I talk. Um, and that's kind of how the U of A kind of helped me along the lines with that. Um, definitely, yeah. some bad grades had to help me. <laughs> helped me recognize that I was not such a good, great writer. But um, that's life. And, of course, um, it, it was all—it was good for me at the end.
0: So. Yeah. And so is there anything that you find particularly tricky when it comes to business communication? Oh, man. Um, and, like, what is it and why do you find it tricky? It's, I
1: think it's very tricky. Um, especially, like I said, I have a problem. I have a problem with writing things very informally. So presenting things very informally to me is very natural to me um business writing is definitely more formal and it's definitely more concise and it's definitely no 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 old nonsense, accorded, no, yeah. nonsense <laughs> no no crinkled up paper it's just that's that's what it is um and for me that sometimes that's that's harder hard for me to do um but business communication especially being in the walton college definitely helps me help me kind of kind of concentrate my writing to where it's just like okay I don't need all this extra fluff I don't need this is how I'm going to present it
0: yeah was there a moment when you came from Fulbright over and you started like minoring in marketing you started taking business classes and you finished that and now you're majoring and uh getting a business degree was there a moment when you switched from that Fulbright over to Walton and you started doing business communication aside from just General academic writing. Did was there any like shock factor to that, or did you did you write something a little extra fluffy or extra informal? And
1: it was definite. It was definitely different because I, for me, writing of course writing a normal essay paper on on what you thought and putting your own creativity in it and at the same time putting formal information in there. That's kind of what Fulbright's all about. Yeah. Um, Walton's kind of not like that at all. <laughs> um, Walton is more of just presenting the information that you have right there. Um, I remember turning in an essay, and a, it was for economics. And I remember turning in an essay, and my teacher was just like, "Like, you don't need half of this stuff because half of this stuff is just not needed because it's just extra fluff. I just needed what, what you learned from the book that I gave you. And that, that's it. And so for me, that kind of kind of realized made me realize that there is more than one form, kind of formal writing, mm-hmm. which I never really got presented until I got into the business world.
0: Yeah, that's definitely kind of how I've felt before, too. I mean, I I came to work for the business communication lab when I was a freshman. And I was a Fulbright student. I, I hadn't declared my minor in marketing. I was just creative writing, too. So I was writing poems on top of, you know, lit reviews or research papers. And then I came in here and was tutoring these very, like, straightforward, very... Sometimes I describe them as bland, <laughs> you know, just documents yeah. and reports. And I know it's it's tricky um, and it's, it's taken time and practice for me to turn on and off my brain, basically. Okay, this isn't just an academic report, so I'll just turn on my creative fluffy side. Exactly. You know, and then, oh, I need to turn in a report, report for accounting, so let me flip on over to my business side. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but it's also nice because now we're, it's we're nice. two-sided. It's nice. two-sided.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it's only going to benefit us later in life.
0: So how, how do you think that you have grown as a communicator, specifically in business, since being on this specific career path?
1: Just knowing that there's different formal ways to present myself definitely helps me with, with things like that. Mm-hmm. So like presenting myself in a business manner, suit and tie, talking presentably, talk comfortably and presenting myself as a a person who is trying to get things done, and who's trying to financially and um, financially and personally grow. Um, now let's switch on the sides to that. If I was presenting myself as a musician, I would be more kind of creative. I would kind of just, of course, be knowledgeable of my voice or whatever instrument that I'm trying to play. There, it's just kind of the the difference in the difference in communication and what my situation would be.
0: Okay. Um, and you've you've positioned yourself in a place that is artistic and you've been talking about your music formalities and you're also very business orientated as well. Um, so what do you expect to be, to do moving forward after you graduate with this second degree? What are your possibilities as you move from, you know, your point A, graduation, to point B, your dream job? How will you get to those places? Because I know in my own personal experience, I plan on graduating this December. But as I look out into my future, I see like three different paths I could take to kind of be successful.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the uh, kind of what I have after graduation is I kind of want to move to to a bigger city to um, have more of a music business influence. Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot more studio studios around me, lots of different late like labels and stuff like that, companies that carry stuff like that. I want to be, of course more into that of course, so I'm gonna to have to move there. Secondly, um, I really want to work in a studio. Mm-hmm. So for me to figure out if I really, really, really want to do this, I feel like I should at least work in one before I say I should go ahead and own one before I work before I work in one. Um, so my career path, I guess, for me after grad graduation would be to go and work at a work in a studio somewhere and just to get more experience and stuff like that. Cause music business is a very hard, um, business to get into. So, so experience, experience, experience will definitely help you along the lines of just. Um, creating your business.
0: Yeah. So. And maybe just graduating and just kind of going out into that field that you want to be in and kind of testing the water, testing the waters. Exactly. Trying to see how you fit in and how, how you want to grow within exactly. that field. Yeah. I, I'm constantly talking to people who I say, I'm graduating and they say, okay, well, what are you going to be? And I'm like something in this field, <laughs> field, exactly. whatever people will hire me to be. And I'll just kind of see what the scene is over there you know i I can't just be like well i'm going to graduate and i will be a marketing director or something you know (laughs) i can't just declare exactly what i'll be um so building on that coming into college we're constantly asked what do you want to do what are your plans after graduation like if i had a dollar for every one of those i wouldn't even need to like try to find a a, job right (laughs) (laughs) But how do, you, how do you handle this? What do you say to people when they say, you know, what are you going to do? Or, you know, is that really a job or? Anything? Well, I've definitely got, <laughs> got
1: that. Um, is that really a job? Kind of thing. <laughs> Especially whenever I was just, just a music major and I didn't have this plan on getting a business degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find a job, of course, where, wherever you, you go and wherever your passion lies, if, you're, if you look for it. Um, but before I wanted to be a professional singer, of course. Um, and how I will go about telling people that is I am chasing my dream. I have a passion for it. I have a, a talent for it. Um, and if if I have all of those and I work hard enough, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a career in it. And, and I totally believe that a hundred percent. So that's kind of what I've told people. I told people that I was going to be a professional singer, but I also told people that I'm working towards a dream that I've been wanting to hold my whole entire life which usually puts people into perspective like oh, I was like okay it's your dream and you have a passion for it so people are usually pretty understanding after I say something back off like my that.
0: dream <laughs> right exactly so yeah I totally understand that yeah. I mean I still have the, what are you majoring in? Oh, creative writing? What is that? Every
1: single day. I get that question. Uh, and then I have to, like, day. defend
0: myself of being, oh, well, I'm minoring in marketing. Right. You know? <laughs> right. I'm minoring in something that, that is socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, so what do you tell them that you plan on doing after graduation, though? I mean, you say, like, well, it's my dream to do this and that. But if you tell somebody, you know, I want to work in a studio... Do you just outright say that or?
1: Um, what I say is I want to own my own business, mm-hmm. which usually that entails of what kind of business do you want to own? Yeah. And then that's when I say I want to go into rec- recording and um, producing music and stuff like that.
0: You've been involved with two different colleges on campus and you've taken many classes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Many, many classes. Um, so is there any advice that you have to students who are in both colleges about those communication styles? We were talking about, you know, flipping on and off a switch to your academic writing, your business writing. Um, what is your advice between about navigating being in Fulbright and being in Walton? Or I don't know if there is any student, but maybe in bumpers in Walton or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever colleges you're in.
1: Any person who's in a dual dual college who's in dual colleges will definitely see the difference between those two colleges um like I said before there's just it's just a different style of communication between just whatever you do whatever your profession is mm-hmm. so professions in Fulbright are going are going to present themselves differently than than professions professions in Walton and stuff like that for your communication skills I would always I would always say who asked the six who, what, when, where, why, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's universal. That's good. That's in, that's in the business world. Mm-hmm. That's in the creative world. That's, that's going to be in whatever world you're going to be, be in. That's, it's just, that's why they call it the universal questions. Is like, there what,
0: what about like career? Like, is there basically just, is there anything that you've noticed or you've wished that you've had as far as support or knowledge or advice while, Attending the university
1: definitely. When it comes to like internships and jobs um, for the for the communication, I would kind of like to be I guess more informed about it. Mm-hmm. I know that they have some they have job fairs at the Walton Post all the time. Yeah, and um, and just sit meet and greets. But I would kind of like to just I guess learn more about the process of how of how somebody really picks somebody by. On getting a job because mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't really exactly know on um, I know exactly what the employer is looking for but how they go about in in what they what they look what they're looking for exactly mm-hmm. and how what make would make me stand out and what would make somebody else stand out
0: how do they weigh certain aspects how, exactly and- and how to communicate, communicate. those exactly. aspects. I, I totally understand that. Um, that's one of the things I'm, I'm nervous about, about going to career fairs and that sort of thing is, yeah, this is my elevator pitch, but how do I make it better? Or is this exactly what they want? Or what if I say the wrong thing in an interview? Right. Or And just not know it. I not mean, that, know it. That has happened to me when I was like, I want to say 16 or 17. I talked about... Because I thought it would be good to talk about how I was going to go to college and I wanted to move away. And then they didn't hire me because they knew that I was planning on moving away because mm-hmm. I said that in my interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like a little hourly job at like a grocery store. Mm-hmm. But um, that still was an effect. And then I came about. I came back just flabbergasted because they never called me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I was you like, you I never
1: know. knew. And yeah. you never knew. And that that's kind of something to where it's just like, what should I say? What should, what shouldn't I say? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, of course there's extremes to where, you know, you should say this or well, you shouldn't <laughs> say that, that or something like that. But, um, but like there's, there's, there's kind of little things, especially in the, in the job world that, that could be convoluted on what you say like mm-hmm. like you said like you could like you said you were moving away and that that affected probably the entirety of you getting the job or yeah. not.
0: So, do you have any general advice for students?
1: For students, I definitely have some advice. Okay. Students, keep up with your work, of course. Go to class. That is that is key in terms of getting through this. Mm-hmm. Um, don't overstress yourself. Always leave Always don't overstretch yourself. And um, the fourth thing is to um, be proactive.
0: Yeah, don't. Proactive. Yeah, don't have your phone out. No. You know, just just be taking notes. Be respectful. Because I I pride myself. I haven't missed a class in a few semesters. Like there's not been a single time that I've missed a class. I've always made it to class. Sometimes a little late. I have been late to class. let me tell you. (laughs) But I've always been and there's never been a day or class that I have been to and have thought, man, I could have just skipped this. Like I didn't I didn't learn anything or, you know, I at least I learned something, if not about, you know, the specific topics. It was I was pulling one economics. It wasn't, oh, I learned all this thing about supply and demand if it wasn't that, it was more of something about like my professor or an assignment and just kind of being present. Your professors notice and
1: your professors do notice. Yeah, they do notice that.
0: Just going back to to your, your singing and your performing mm-hmm. and all of that, uh, is there, you know, is there any advice again, just going back to what we were talking about that you have for students that have these really big passions.
1: First, I would get my work done. Mm-hmm. I would get my work done because, in a professional manner, you always want to present yourself at the most professional ways possible. So, you, for me, I would get my work done, and then after that, you, you um, explore that, explore that um, passion, or ex- explore that talent, or explore that uh, gift that you have, or something like that. And um, I would say, I would say to. Somebody that you should always, you should always, always, always never forget your passion either. Because A, you're going to get better at it. And B, it's something that you love to do. And I feel like in life, if you don't have anything you don't love, it, that's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. So you should find something that you should, you would at least kind of like, at least to yeah, mold and to say that that's your own.
0: How do you um, communicate say like what you're doing your music career and everything how do you communicate that to people who might maybe you're worried they might look down on it or you know you're changing to something that's not i i I like to call them flashy majors um not that they really are flashy or anything they're just they're ones that a lot of people just kind of like nod their head at and like okay that's cool you're getting you're going to law school you're going to be a doctor you know Mm -hmm. those Kind of like those generic
1: kind of.
0: Yeah, the, the things that your parents want parents you to be. Want you to be I got you. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you how do you communicate to you know like your parents like how do you tell them I'm changing my degree path I'm deciding I'm going to go with this do you I'm sure your parents are pretty supportive but it's still nerve wracking I think it, to tell your parents st- like hey I'm I'm doing this thing that I know you probably won't be a big fan of at first.
1: When I told my dad. <laughs> that I was going to be a music education major. He looked at me like I was a little crazy, but he said, "I understand your passion because I know that you love choir and I know that you'll be you'll invest yourself in it more than you would any other any other career path." And that's kind of how he saw it at first. I mean, of course, of course my parents want want me to be doctor uh, like a yeah. doctor or a lawyer or something like that because I mean that brings that brings in money and they just know that If I have that kind of career path, then that means I'm, I'll be able to take care of myself at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, now for, now for telling other, other parents that that might not be so, so supportive of that, Mm -hmm. um, just know that always, always present a plan. Um, presenting a plan is always way better than just saying, "Hey, I just want to be a singer and I'm just going to just sing. (laughs) That's, that's not the right answer to say have a plan going about it just be like I'm gonna be a singer and I'm going to I'm going to record this or I'm going to practice this this and show it off to this so maybe I can get more more knowledge about what I need to do in this kind of field always have a plan if you have a plan and you present it to your parents Mm -hmm. even though they might not support it they'll support that you have at least a plan to it and that means you've at least put some more thought into just, hey, I want to do this because it because I think that's my passion.
0: Yeah, exactly. I see exactly what you're saying there. Um, All right. Well, I mean, that is all of the questions I have. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Or is that all the knowledge that I can take out of your brain?
1: Mm -hmm. I would say to this, follow your passion, get your work done, um, be happy and um, push yourself. You never know what you can do if you don't push
0: yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much, Charles. No problem. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Walton Biz Talk. That's all we have from Charles Robinson, but be sure to listen to our next episode featuring a Walton alum. If you have any questions, comments, or want to chat about the podcast, come see the Business Communication Lab and WCOB 118.